0: Welcome to the Effectual Parenting Podcast, episode number one, and we are with my special guest, my oldest daughter, Hannah Williamson. Hannah is 23 years old. Some of you already may follow her on YouTube and Instagram, TikTok, uh, whatever things are out there. I don't know. All the know. social medias. I'm, yeah. Also, I'm getting too old to know what's all <laughs> out there now. So, the she helps me out tremendously on all this stuff. But anyway, but I think her YouTube channel now is around a little over 60 some thousand now subscribers. Um, you know, she's making a huge impact with the young generation. We know people that were gonna commit suicide, decided to give their life to Christ, people that were on drugs give their life to Christ, people that were into witchcraft stopped and gave their life to Christ, and the people were alcoholics. You know, we can go on and on. It's so encouraging to see you doing this because of your love for God ultimately and I'm so encouraged and so blessed today to have her with us on the podcast and to talk with her a little bit about raising and discipling godly kids
1: thank you dad it is an honor to be on the effectual parenting podcast come on somebody in
0: two days I am gonna be 51 years old my wife and I have been married 26 years Uh, My wife is getting ready to turn 49 years old. She is a PK kid. She's uh, she's a preacher's kid. And uh, her her parents uh, were pastors, I think, for about 35 years or so. And uh, so we've been blessed with Hannah. And we have a daughter named Kirsten, who is now 18 years old, a senior in high school. And uh, she is homeschooled. Uh, you were homeschooled for a little bit, then went to, you actually graduated from a Christian school at the very end. So, but uh, let's just get right into this podcast and dig deep into it.
1: All right, so Proverbs two six says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So, Dad, let us know, let the people know, what does that mean? Because we hear it quoted all the time, mm-hmm. but we need to know, what does it actually mean?
0: When we talk about in the way, train up a child in the way, and that's our big theme with effectual parenting is in the way. And when we we break that down into the Hebrew, that basically means dedication, dedicating. It's like Solomon dedicating the temple to God. So we're, we're dedicating our children to God and to live according to his ways, to live according to his word. And that's really what it means in a nutshell. And before we get into train up a child in the way, let's break it down a little bit further than that. Because before we can train up a child in the way, we have to be walking in that way ourselves as parents. I know you're not a parent yet, obviously. but I ain't got a, no kids. You ain't got no kids. No kids. But, sh- you know, we as parents should be having an intimacy with the Lord, uh, not because of our kids, because it, it, it could be really deceptive to want to be intimate with the Lord for the mere fact of well I want my kids to be godly. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we want to be intimate with the Lord for who he is. You know, we have to realize that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the king. He is the owner of the whole universe. He is the creator of all. He knows the very numbers of our hairs on our head. You know, he knows our thoughts from afar off. So when we realize that Christ is everything, he He is the first and the last, he's the Alpha, he is the Omega. And I want God above everything. I want God above my own spouse. I want God above my own pleasures. I want God above everything. And having that intimate walk with God is by far the most important thing in your life. And when you have that wholeheartedness, of pursuing God as David even said my soul follows hard after God mm-hmm. and when you have that passion for God that intimacy to pursue God you know from that point on you're just you're blazing the trail as a parent not to say I didn't make mistakes obviously I made mistakes and in raising my two daughters
1: you never made any mistakes
0: Oh come on now. <laughs> I made a lot. But I've made a lot of mistakes uh as a parent and uh, maybe mom at ma- mom, you know, mom didn't make any mistakes. Well we can say that. <laughs> my goodness <laughs> oh, my gracious. Goodness. But you know, you're gonna make mistakes as a parent. And I think that needs to be addressed too, because sometimes we can beat ourselves up, we can condemn ourselves as parents and thinking that, well, I made a mistake, I'm I'm the worst parent of all, I did this, you know. But the difference between an ungodly parent, meaning as a parent that's outside of Christ and versus a parent that's inside Christ, is that the parent walking with God realizes a mistake, can being convicted by the Holy Spirit, and goes to the child, goes to the son, goes to the daughter and says, Listen, you know, I made a mistake. I, I sinned or I made a mistake. That was my fault. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That's Christ-likeness. You know, that's humility. That's showing children, our children, your children, humility. So going back, in the way starts with us parents first. We have to be intimate with God. And my question for all of us really, you know, are you intimate with Jesus? Is is Jesus Christ your burning passion of your life? I mean, is that your sole focus, your core? Christ, as Paul says, who is our life? And I ask you that as a parent. Is Christ your life? And that needs to be addressed above everything. Because if we don't get that, we are trying to build on sand, you know, and that's shaky ground. You want to build a house on concrete, firm foundation, as Jesus said, where the winds can come and the storms will come, But it won't blow the house down and destroy the house because it's built on the firm foundation. And above everything else, it's the the way means parents need to walk in the way themselves Mm -hmm. initially.
1: Yeah. And it's like the whole concept lead by example is what it sounds like you're talking about because like Jesus, when he was making disciples, you know, if he sat there and he told them and he discipled them and all this stuff, like you could tell those disciples to your blue in the face what Mm -hmm. they need to do. But if they never saw you doing it yourself, like it's hypocrisy. No one wants to imitate a leader that is filled with hypocrisy. And so I think it was really helpful for us to see even growing up that our parents, you know, they didn't just tell us to follow Jesus and they didn't just train us up in the way, but they also live that out themselves. Cause like me personally, like it is so helpful to see someone else living it out and just being real and being humble and being transparent. Cause like if I see someone who tells me to do something but they're not living that out themselves. Like it doesn't, you know, it's like, okay, like, why do I want to listen to them? Listen, they're not even mm-hmm. doing it themselves. And right. so, yeah, we need leaders and parents who are led by the Holy Spirit, transparent, humble, mm-hmm. and are actually living it out themselves, actually know the word, know the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, that's a, that's a great example too, because when you um, look at the fact that, when Jesus said to his disciples, follow me, you know, we looked at Matthew, John, and all them. He walks up there and says, hey, I want you to follow me. And if I walked up to my daughter, I said, I want you to follow me. In this culture, in this generation, she may follow me a little bit. <laughs> you know, she might follow me downstairs, and then she'll say, uh, Dad, where are we going? But back then, when we look at that culture in, the, in 2,000 years ago, when Jesus walked up to somebody, that's, that's a rabbi walking up to a disciple. That's what it means. And he walk up to the disciples and says, I want says, I want you to follow me. And the disciple would say, Really? That would be such an honor. Because the, the job of the rabbi is to train their disciple, their pupil, mm-hmm. in the way. In the way of what? In the way of scriptures, mm-hmm. in the way of prayer in the way of conducting themselves in public places and in the way of conducting themselves in private. So when you would have a disciple following a rabbi, they would want to know exactly how they lived. So for three years, crazy to think about it, but for three years, they would live with that rabbi nonstop. And so basically, when the rabbi, this is so cool. Check this out. Watch this. Watch this. So the rabbi would actually mean in in the in the actual meaning when the rabbi would walk up to a disciple 2000 years ago and say follow me he says i he would basically say mean this i want you to follow me to be like me that is so cool and awesome because when Jesus says to his disciples when he says to you and i follow me in other words, he says, I want you to follow me because I want you to be like me. Mm-hmm. And the whole crux of the whole matter in following Jesus Christ is to be like him. And that's strong intimacy with him. And it's following him so closely. It's knowing him in the scriptures. It's knowing him in prayer and in, in asking God "See, God help me to live in such a way that my kids will see Christ in me. Yeah, And when we have that intimate relationship with Christ, we're going to start reflecting Christ, a mirror, you know, was was Moses when he came down the mountain, the glory of God, you know, was shining through his face and he had to put that veil upon his face because it was so bright. And in the same sense, we want to spend ample time with the Lord and walk with God so closely that we're going to be shining Christ and let the kids see mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And that's so important is getting your kids rooted in prayer and in the scriptures. Because I actually remember, I think it was like, it's been a couple years now, maybe like a year and a half, couple years ago. um, I was sitting in a church. This had to be a couple years ago. I was sitting in a church service and this guy got up and he started teaching and he started teaching on something that I have never heard before. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like, this is weird. And maybe like, Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm wrong. So I started taking pictures of the screen. I'm like, I'm going to look this up. Once I get home in the scriptures, you know, talk it over with my parents or leaders or whatever. Like, I'm going to take this to the Lord because maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't want to just assume that like, you know, okay, I'm right. And this guy's wrong. So what's really helpful though, is because my parents trained me and my sister up in the ways of the Lord and got us rooted in scripture, like helped us to memorize scripture. I could actually discern like, okay, this teaching is actually against scripture. Like this is not a, um, basically it's false doctrine. Like I could more easily discern that because I have been raised in scripture. Cause yeah. And I ended up going home and looking it up and I'm like, this is totally against the word Mm -hmm. and came to find out like this teaching is actually leading people to demonization. Like it's, it's really crazy teaching, but yeah, I would just, am so thankful and honor my parents because, be, because they, you know, rooted us in scripture by the grace of God. Like mm-hmm. I was able to pick up on that. And I've seen my sister the same way. Like she's able to pick up on teachings like this is true and this is false doctrine. And so mm-hmm. that's really important to be rooted um so that when different things like false doctrine comes your way, when trials come your way, mm-hmm. you can say, No, like I'm gonna stand firm in the Lord because this is what the scripture says. And so yeah, that's another reason why it's so important to raise your kids in the way.
0: Yeah, which I, I love that. I love that. It's so cool as a parent. It's kinda like, you know, you guys weren't in the sports a whole lot, um, but you you it's like it's like if some of you may understand, it's kinda like, well, for me it's like when you see your kids score a goal or um, get a touchdown or whatever, it's like you you hear your kids discern a false teaching or something that was edgy and they question it. As a teenager, you know, someone young and they're questioning it, and you're like, Yes. You know, they they got it. You know what I mean? You you kind of feel proud as a parent. You say, Okay, they're there's they they have discernment the word is engrafted in them. They're picking it up. And as a parent, you feel kind of more accomplished. Okay. So they're getting it. You know, that's something I really love, uh, about watching my two daughters. They, they really can just pick things up and say, they can break things down. They can listen to a preacher and say, "Yep, he's wrong there. Uh, I'm not going to go there with him." You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, I'm hearing that with you guys. Um, through the years and I'm obviously now you're a full adult and everything you definitely got it now for sure You got your own uh, YouTube channel and stuff so but that's that's really good because when you let me break this down a little bit more because when you go back again the 2,000 years to the rabbi a disciple and that's what we're trying to do in the home Jesus said go and make disciples and that's what we're, that's the main goal is to make disciples in our house uh, with our kids and ultimately, we better make sure as parents that we are a disciple, too, uh, first and foremost. Otherwise, we can't make a disciple unless we are disciples. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Yeah. So when, when you, let me say it this way. When you look at the fact that the rabbi discipleship thing was going on back 2,000 years ago, well, back then, we read, in, we read in the Bible where it says they were of age. And back of it means that they were in a, they were in a full adult back then, and that in their culture, of by the age of 12 to 13 years old was usually the age, and we see them getting married around that age, 12 to 13, 14 years old it was very custom back then. And now, now for me as a parent, that would be a little bit more difficult because I love my daughters, and I I couldn't uh, imagine letting my daughters go. Uh, probably you, like you as a parent now, can you imagine your uh, parents. Uh, being letting your kids go at 12 13 14 years old in the marriage i mean it's kind of hard now my daughter's uh, what you're 23 now It's kind of hard knowing that she could be getting married anytime soon and so when you look at that this is my point they were they were so instructed by the word of god by the age of 12 to 13 the jewish culture that normally They were memorizing at least five books of the Old Testament. I mean, their grammar, their schooling was primary mainly of reading, uh, writing, and scripture. I mean, that was their three main things back then in schooling. And so by the time of 12, 13, 14 years old, they probably would have known Almost five books of the Old Testament by heart and you can you can read that uh, not to get all detail, detail here but you can mm-hmm. read that in scriptures as you as you look at the disciples mm-hmm. but so this is my main point to get all of that <laughs> <laughs> by the age of eighteen years old today in our culture children are by the age of eighteen children now are called adults by age by eighteen years old right our children if they have been raised, at least obviously from babyhood all the way through. I mean, obviously some parents that are watching this maybe started late in life. They didn't get saved until later in life. And, you know, there's some different variables. And I get that and all. But ultimately, if you're raising your kids from, from babyhood all the way to 18, they definitely, if, if we're raising them in the way and training them in the way, according to God and the scriptures and the principles of scripture, you guys, children, by eighteen, should know doctrine. Should know some of the key doctrines of Scripture. Come on, somebody. Theology, end times. Uh, you know, they. We should be able to discern what we're talking about and breaking down parts of Scripture when we hear someone say something off. Say, eh, no, this Scripture verse says that. You know, mm-hmm. by age of eighteen, they should be ready to launch out to themselves. To themselves. And make disciples of their own now. Because, see, that's exactly what they did back then. So that's what the whole point of the rabbi discipleship thing was. That the rabbi wanted them totally and utterly discipled in three years as best as they could. And they would train them in all kinds of different scriptures. We can go on and on about that but that this is the main point though but that because the rabbi wants them now to be so engrafted in the word of god knowing god of the scriptures and that they now could be a rabbi per se a teacher and go and instruct Mm -hmm. hold on listen to this so paul so paul we believe paul wrote hebrews right So Paul says by now in Hebrews 5, the end of Hebrews 5 and through Hebrews 6, 1, Paul says this. He goes, you should be teachers by now, but you're still needing milk and you should be on meat by now. But you are not teachers. Now, when you read that, Paul isn't talking about you should be a Sunday school teacher. (laughs) Um, He is saying you should be for him. You have to understand Paul's mindset back then. He was saying, you should be able now, know enough now as a disciple of Jesus Christ that you can break down scripture. You you should be able to know doctrine, theology, you know, and so forth. And I can go on, but.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I think about like a little baby. Like if you have a little baby and the baby's just sitting there, right? Like no matter who picks that baby up, like the baby's not going to be like, oh, like, this guy's a bad guy, like, this guy, like, I, this guy shouldn't pick me up, like, obviously, babies, you know, some babies can be more, like, okay, like, they know, they know their mother, but, like, the babies aren't able to discern, like, this is a bad person, like, in the heart, and this is a good person in the heart, like, this person's gonna treat me well, this person's not, is not gonna treat me well, your kid is gonna have to endure so much deception throughout their entire life, they're gonna be thrown so much doctrine and the world is going to throw so many things in their faces and so many sinful things that they're going to have to choose. Like, I'm going to follow the Lord and I'm going to stay walking in the way. And so if your kids aren't rooted in scripture, it's going to be so easy for them to go off into any of these paths that the enemy's going to throw at them. And so that's what why what he's saying is like, it's so important so they know like, not just telling your kid like don't do this but Mm. tell them why they shouldn't do it and show them scripture and that's Mm. something else that my parents did a really good job at is like they didn't just say don't do this but they also said this is why you shouldn't do this and that's discipleship Mm. and so that Mm. way like you know somebody comes up to you and offers you i don't know i'm just gonna say somebody offers your kid drugs your kid isn't gonna just know like oh like my mom and dad said, I shouldn't do that. So I'm just not going to do that. They don't just know mom and dad said, don't do that, but they know why they shouldn't do that. You actually give them the reasons why, and you give them scripture. Your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And you know, all of these other verses, like actually disciple your kids. So yeah, that's, that's one really important thing.
0: Well, yeah too. And you know, I have been around, I mean, I'm just being transparent. I have been around so many churches and so many pastors. I mean, I've been a pastor, um, you know, off and on for 24 years. I've been a, a youth pastor. I've been an associate pastor. I've planted a church and I've been evangelist and preaching revival meetings and so forth. So I've been around a lot of people, a lot of church folk. And I have not really seen a lot of parents, what I would call, raising their kids tr- in true biblical discipleship. The intention, I mean, It's intentional not just I'm going to put them into this home and you can't do this. I don't want you to listen to bad music. I don't want you to listen to that that has you know that's that's not a good movie to watch and all that good stuff. But it's scripturally like what you just said. You know, hey, scripture says um we are not to set our eyes upon evil any evil thing. You know, movies or In other words, and I don't want my mind saturating uh, wicked music and stuff like that. You know, scripture, scripture, scripture. That's the main focus in raising disciples of Jesus Christ and knowing the fact that, listen, a lot of people are not going to understand all this and don't do it maybe, but that doesn't matter. As I've always said, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, no matter who's doing it or who's not doing it. The fact is, you look at atheists, you look at um, agnostic kids, and the reason the studies have shown all through and through that these atheists and and kids that are uh that are that way as they get older studies show that they've had an abusive uh, childhood sexual abuse i mean there's a there's all kind of stuff that, that they're showing that's they're they're just reflecting how they're raised yeah. and now we have a whole generation unfortunately being raised up that are agnostic and atheistic now more than ever, which you even talked about for your own generation, we're lacking discipleship. Yeah. And and that's just not an, outside of the church. That's inside the church. And the fact is, we I know we, I know we talked about, but the y- youth pastor's job is not to disciple your kids. Mm-hmm. He's to preach the word and to help where he can. But the fact is, I mean, right? The kids live with us seven days a week. They don't live with their youth pastor seven days a week. They may see your youth pastor for about an hour a week, maybe two hours. depends on Wednesday and Sunday or something like that. Yeah. But it's being reared in the way, and it's for the parents walking in the way.
1: Yep. Yeah, we live in a really lazy culture, I feel like, that just kind of, like, sends their kids off. Like, oh, I'm going to have kids, I'm just going to send them off. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, you just sending your kids to one hour of Sunday school on the Sunday morning and them hearing hours and hours of ungodly secular thought, going to public school, like, all of this stuff, it's not going to stand. Like, you have to be so intentional to train them up in the home because, yeah, they're hearing thousands of hours of secular thought and the enemy is just feeding them but you're only sending them to sunday school on sunday mornings and then you wonder why they left like why do they leave christianity right you have to actually train them in the way
0: train them in the way yeah so i do hope this helps um some of the parents out there um you know and some some things that we're saying is resonating with you we're gonna have so many more podcasts we've got the you know the e-courses um, we've got social media, and we're really praying, I mean, earnestly, we're praying. I mean, just just being transparent before we um, started here today and, and, and filming this episode, you know, we spent time in prayer and praying that God would really speak to parents. We really don't care if the parents hear us. We want the parents to hear from the Holy Spirit, ultimately.
1: My dad's going to have different guests on, so we'll have my mom, my sister. You know, you never know who's going to come on the podcast. So let us know if you have any questions. You can send it into the Effectual Parenting social media. If you just search Effectual Parenting, you can find our Facebook or Instagram. Send us in your questions, and my dad may answer them here on the podcast.